RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. A woman is seriously injured after being hit by a falling window in Chimsa Choi. Transport officials urge motorists to use an alternative route to the new central Wan Chai bypass because of congestion. The number of kindergartens and childcare centres closed by flu jumps to 238. And a retired police superintendent has his second bid to appeal an assault conviction and sentence rejected. A woman has been seriously injured by a falling window in Chimsa Choi this morning. It struck her as she was walking along Nathan Road at around half past ten. It's believed to have fallen from an office above the Mirror Place shopping mall. A photo shown, uh, taken shortly afterwards showed blood splashed across the pavement. The woman was unconscious when she was rushed to Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Traffic in Central appeared to run more smoothly this morning after yesterday's opening of the partly finished Central to Wanchai bypass. Drivers had reported long delays with some motorists waiting up to half an hour to get out of the tunnel in Central near the Airport Express station. Hong Wing Tat, a fellow at the Hong Kong Society of Transport Studies, says he expects the situation to improve after drivers get used to the new route. I don't call it congestion. I think it is slow traffic because of the entrance and exit of the uh, different uh, feeder roads. So um, for temporary, maybe for a few days, people have to get used to it and uh, getting into lane uh, more disciplinedly rather than jumping around and then getting into lane in the uh, last moment, and that would cause problems. Ahead of the morning and evening rush hours, the Chief Transport Officer, Albert Ho, appealed to drivers to allow more travelling time and watch videos on the website to familiarise themselves with the route. As the link road connecting the bypass and the Ramsey Street flyover westbound will still be under construction, it is anticipated that the traffic will be busier than usual in the vicinity uh, of the central portal of the bypass and the airport express station during the morning and evening peak hours. Health officials say 238 kindergartens and childcare centres have had to close this week because of flu and more are expected to follow suit. However, they don't expect a territory-wide shutdown for the Chinese New Year unless the situation worsens. Candace Wong has more. Principal Medical and Health Officer Alka Wing says he expects more kindergartens to close over the next week or two. He says children under six are hardest hit because many haven't been exposed to the H1 influenza virus before. He says this strain accounts for more than 80% of cases this winter. The last time it circulated in 2016, it was responsible for half of the flu cases. Retired police superintendent Frankly Chu has had a second bid to appeal his assault conviction and sentence rejected by the Court of Final Appeal. The three-judge panel says it'll hand down the reasons for their decision at a later date. Frankly Chu was jailed for three months for striking a passerby with his baton during the 2014 Occupy protests in Mongkok. His lawyer had argued that the officer had used a reasonable degree of force in order to restrain the crowd, but this was rejected by both the trial magistrate and the High Court in a previous appeal. The University of Hong Kong's Student Union says changes are needed in the way HKU's governing body is composed. They say the role of Chancellor, which is held by the Chief Executive, should be a ceremonial one and should be stripped of its power to appoint the Governing Council's Chairman. The, the, the union handed over a petition containing the signatures of 1,500 students, teachers and alumni. The union's president, Davin Wong, says the changes are needed to restore trust in the university's governance. 
We find that there is a lack of trust and confidence between the council and the university. While the council runs on a trustee model, we find that at, um, all council members and especially the council chairman bears a fiduciary duty and responsibility for the university. And in a fiduciary relationship, there, there is an essence of the relationship of trust and confidence. Without trust and confidence, the trustee model cannot work properly. Official data shows China's economy grew at its slowest rate in almost three decades in 2018 and lost more steam in the last quarter of the year. The world's second largest economy posted 6.6% growth last year and 6.4% in the October-December period. The government had set a 2018 growth target of around 6.5%. Speaking through an interpreter, the head of the National Bureau of Statistics, Ning Jie said the slowdown was expected, expected amid global uncertainties such as trade. We can see that GDP growth slowed. It is expected in such a complex domestic and international environment. We have ensured that the economy operated within a reasonable range that is hard won, and the problems must be paid attention to. Police in the Australian city of Sydney have charged five people they allege were part of a gang who stole Australian baby formula to sell in China. Officers say thousands of shipments were sold into the black market. Here's the BBC's Howell Griffith. The demand for foreign milk powder in China is so strong, a lucrative trade has developed in shoppers buying cans in Australia to send abroad. Some supermarkets have even imposed limits at the checkout to deter bulk buying. The group detained in Sydney are accused of stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of formula to ship to China. One man was arrested at Sydney Airport. Officers say they expect to make more arrests, accusing the group of exploiting the overseas market at the expense of Australian families. A referendum in the southern Philippines is underway to create a new Muslim autonomous region in the volatile area of Mindanao. The first stage of the vote is taking place in two cities. Other areas will vote on the 6th of February. The BBC's Howard Johnson is in Manila. For five decades, successive Philippine governments have tried and failed to bring about peace with the Moro Islamic Liberation Front and their various factions. But today there's genuine hope that a vote in favour of a new region with greater autonomy and a bigger share of the national budget could make the difference. In return, the government hopes for a transition to peace by the laying down of arms. The separatist fighters have repeatedly clashed with government forces. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte made it one of his election pledges to bring about today's referendum. The Greek capital Athens has witnessed some of the worst violence at a demonstration in years. Riot police and extreme right-wing activists were involved in clashes for several hours that left 25 police officers and an unknown number of protesters injured. The activists used sticks and petrol bombs. The police responded by firing so much tear gas it could be smelt a kilometre away. The violence broke out at a demonstration involving tens of thousands of people outside the Greek parliament. People were protesting at plans to recognise Greece's northern neighbour as the Republic of of North Macedonia. A boat with 100 migrants on board is thought to be taking on water 100 kilometres off the coast of Libya. The vessel was reported to have engine trouble. Here's the BBC's Richard Gulpin. Activists who provide an emergency phone line for boats in distress in the Mediterranean say the group of migrants set off from the Libyan coast on Saturday night. The activists are tracking the boat and say it seems to be moving, indicating the engine is now working. 
but the people on board fear they will not survive. And there's still no sign of a rescue operation by the authorities in Libya, Malta or Italy, despite requests for help. This ongoing incident comes after two overloaded boats heading to Europe sank last week with the loss of many lives. A former CIA agent in the United States who inspired the Oscar-winning film Argo has died at the age of 78. Tony Mendes had been suffering from Parkinson's disease. At the CIA, Mendes specialised in disguises, forgery and rescue operations. He's best known for smuggling six American diplomats out of Iran during the 15-month hostage crisis that began in 1979. Israel says it struck at Iranian targets inside Syria overnight. An Israeli military statement said the operation was against the elite Quds force of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards. It warned Syria not to strike back. Here's the BBC's David Bamford. An Israeli military statement released in the early hours of Monday said the operation underway in Syria was against the elite Quds force of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards. It warned the Syrians not to respond. Video images on social media showed missiles flying across the nighttime sky. Syria said its air defences had thwarted the attack. On Sunday, Israel said it had intercepted a rocket fired from Syria. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who's on a visit to Africa, said earlier that Israel would carry out its policy of stopping Iranian entrenchment in Syria. The Mexican president, André Manuel López Obrador, has promised a full investigation into the circumstances that led to the deadly explosion of an oil pipeline on Thursday. 85 people are now known to have died in the blast. They were collecting fuel from a leaking pipeline in a small town outside the capital. Berlin state government has urged residents to check that homeless people are coping after a Russian man was found dead on a park bench overnight. Official statistics suggest on average at least 10 homeless people die from the cold in Germany each year. Here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. Official estimates, some would say underestimates, put the number of homeless in Berlin at 6,000. Many are from Eastern Europe. Dieter Puhl, her shelter manager, has called for joint action with the countries they come from. Berlin's Welfare Secretary Alexander Fischer said 1,200 night shelter beds were available, some in hangars at the old Tempelhof airport. But activists say it's no good offering a bed only to turn a person out to freeze in the morning. They want shelters that take in homeless people with their dogs and protected places for women. A highly unusual lunar eclipse is becoming visible across a large part of the world. It's popularly known as a super blood wolf moon, variously because of its size, timing and the dark red glow it will appear to emit at the point of total eclipse. It's initially visible from North and South America and parts of Western Europe. Currencies now. The US dollar is trading at 109.59 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 8 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,187, 96 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $55 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Chung. The New England Patriots will face the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 53 after both visiting teams won their respective conference championship games in overtime. 
The Patriots outlasted the Chiefs 37-31. Rex Burkhead's two-yard touchdown sent the Patriots to their third straight Super Bowl. Quarterback Tom Brady will play for his sixth championship ring. The Rams came from behind to stun the Saints 26-23. Greg Zerline kicked a 57-yard field goal to win it for the Rams. But RTHK's Ray Jovanovich says the game will be remembered for a blown call that could have seen the Saints win instead. A remarkable recovery by the Rams. This team never led during the entire game, including uh, overtime. They came from behind, but the game was marred by controversy. And I think in, in weeks and years to come, there's going to be a lot of discussion about this. There was an unfortunate no penalty call on a obvious pass interference that would have given the New Orleans Saints first down near the, uh, near the touchdown line on the previous possession. Uh, before the end of the game, which led to only a field goal giving the Saints a 23-20 lead. But the play by Jared Goff, remarkable, getting them down the field, kicking a field goal to tie the game in the waning moments. And then, of course, that 57-yard field goal uh, to win it in overtime. Saints head coach Sean Payton said the NFL office called him immediately after the game to apologize for the referee's mistake. It was simple. They blew the call. They said it should never have not been a call. They said not only was it interference, it was helmet to helmet. There were two calls. They just they couldn't believe it. We spoke initially, then I called to follow up, and first thing Al said when I got on the phone, we messed it up. And, um, you know, there's just too much at stake. And, it's listen, it's a hard job for those guys because it's happening fast, but I don't know if there was ever a more obvious pass interference call that, you know, here it is, the NFC Championship game. So, tough one to swallow. Manchester City have closed the gap to four points behind the English Premier League leaders Liverpool. That's after a 3-0 win at last place Huddersfield. Danilo, Raheem Sterling and Leroy Sané all score for City. Tottenham came from behind to beat Fulham 2-1 at Craven Cottage. An own goal put Spurs down early, but they came back with second-half headers from Deli Alley and Harry Winks. Judd Trump has won the UK Snooker Masters in convincing fashion. He was playing fellow Englishman and seven-time champion Ronnie O'Sullivan in the final. Trump won four straight frames to open the contest and took a commanding 7-1 lead in the first session. He went on to win 10 frames to four. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A woman is seriously injured after being hit by a falling window in Chimsa Choi. Transport officials urge motorists to use an alternative route to the new central Wan Chai bypass because of congestion. The number of kindergartens and childcare centres closed by flu jumps to 238. And a retired police superintendent has had his second bid to appeal an assault conviction and sentence rejected. The news from RTHK.